This episode 1077, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And just down the road there, Nashville artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Yo. Jamie is off this week. We miss her, but we're excited that Emily's joining us. Uh, it, it's been a big uh, week, in, week, in, uh, week and a half in sports, Jesse. That's right. Our alma mater, Oral Roberts University, the Oral Roberts University, uh, is in the College World Series. I was making an OSU joke. They say the Ohio State Yeah, no, I was just saying. And I've gotten really Mm -hmm. into, have you watched any of the games, Cameron? I have watched zero of ORU's baseball games because I hate baseball so much. But I'm I'm cheering for them on Twitter. Okay. Wow. Can I I just say, if you were to script a movie... About a college underdog baseball team that makes it to the College World Series, and you had to name the players on the team of players who would play for an underdog college that make the College World Baseball Series. Mm-hmm. Can I just tell you a couple names of players on the team and tell Please me do. if the if because if you wrote these in a script, yeah, I feel like you guys you guys are movie watchers, astute. Some of these that they would the studio would be like, okay, we like we love the film, but th- these names, no one's going to believe that the Blaze. Blaze Brothers is on the team. Holden <laughs> Wait, Breeze. Wait, is it two brothers? Is it two brothers or is his name Blaze Brothers? Blaze Brothers. So so there are two brothers with the last name Blaze? The Blaze Brothers? No. No, single guy. It's one person. Blaze wow. Brothers. Got it. Yeah, his parents went to a youth camp or whatever. Youth group. <laughs> <laughs> Their youth group name was Blaze. Jake McMurray. Holden Breeze. Like... Mac Holden Ma- Breeze? Holden Breeze, boy. Holden Breeze. Mac McCrowski. <laughs> Price Allman. Here's one. Dawson Walls. It's like the Hudson Hart. Okay. Yeah. These are the this definitely sounds like a 90s Disney. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Disney, like bad news bears. They're, mm-hmm. they're back against the wall. I'm with it. That's what I'm I saying. Like Dalton yeah. Patton. You know, like oh, yeah. each one of these names. It's he's like, the bully. Dalton's the bully. He's yeah. like, no, Dalton is the kid that's like, you know, he has some stuff going on at home. Everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really talk a lot, but then yeah. he just hits a home run at the very yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. that, that's, he's he, that kid. He, it's his redemption. What about Dylan yeah. Whipperman? <laughs> he's What's his comic, comic relief. He's redhead, freckles. <laughs> they call him Whip and, or something. And they call him Whip. Yep. They call him Whip. <laughs> Yep, yep, and yep, Blaze yep. Brothers and, and and Mac McCrowski, I feel like they're the bad boys, obviously. Yeah, they're the <laughs> yeah. bad boys. Yeah. And, 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 and Blaze is really, really good. He's like, great. Yeah. But, He's going but pro. Blaze is really, really good, but there's another new kid that just moved from out of town. I need Hudson to find Hart. him. Hudson, Hudson Hart. Hart just moved from out of town, <laughs> and he's going to take Blaze's spot. He's taking Blaze's spot because, you know, he's better, naturally better. So Blaze and Matt McCluskey have kind of went confederate against Hudson. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of like trying to get him. They, you know, they're messing with him, you know, kicking his chair from under him when he sits down, throwing food at him at the at the lunchroom. They all got into a big brawl. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then there's yeah. Bryce Allman. 
Bryce Allman was the heart and soul of the team, but got a catastrophic injury game one. But he right. rallies, mm-hmm. and, and and the team really is they're playing for Price the whole time. Absolutely, they're playing the, for Price. Yeah, some, I like that. Yes, Price. Yep. Somewhere the original screenwriter of Point Break, the person who's like Keanu's name's <laughs> got to be Johnny Utah. It's got to be Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking at the ORU <laughs> roster. Is looking at the ORU roster and is like, we got to make this a movie, right? I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> That is the I first mean, thing I noticed when I started watching all these games. I'm like, who named the who at a central casting named these these gentlemen? That's really funny. <laughs> hey, it's not often that a Christian smaller Christian university makes it to College World Series or a couple years ago, uh, or you made it to the Sweet Sixteen. And yeah, the they're playing against UVA. So. They're playing against Florida, Stanford. I mean, a lot of big schools are. are yeah, in ORU has got a great recruiting team over there. It looks like I know, for real. I know. Yeah, little, little school making it all the way to the the big dance here. My pastor's daughter is going to ORU in the fall on a track scholarship, which is huge because they're they're always nationally ranked with track and field and stuff. So good for oh. her. Oh, okay, hold on, I found two more names that we have to figure out their role real quick. Reed mm-hmm. Ronan. What's Reed Ronan's role in this squad? <laughs> he's he's Reed is Reed is like the fly kid. He's like the yeah. kid that's like too cool for everything. Oh. He doesn't really come to practices and all that okay. stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He has a little girlfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what about yeah, Cade? What about Cade Denton? Cade Denton. So Cade. I feel like he's the Cade. stats guy. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. He's yeah. like the manager. Yeah. Cade. Yeah. yeah. I like. I like that. I like that. But he's. But he's actually really good. But nobody gives him an opportunity because he always is focused on the stats. So he's like really, really like he's gonna get a chance because when Price goes down with his injury, Cade is gonna step up. Bow. Oh. And they're gonna be like, Oh my God, we didn't know Cade was this good, right? <laughs> yeah. He's that That's guy. It. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. He's got like the big thick glasses and stuff that he uh-huh. wears on the plate. Yeah, no, I got for that. sure. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, n- no more uh, baseball movies coming up. Uh, coming Aww. up later, Louis Giglio joins us. Hero in the faith, Louis Giglio. Uh, also, at the end of this show, we have a summer edition of Would You Rather. Don't want to miss that. But stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Slices. listening to vacations the song is midwest season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in amazing did not disappoint flurry of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four episodes one through three of the chosen season four are in theaters till february 14th so visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, uh, so Netflix is opening up like a pop-up restaurant in L.A. 
Um, <laughs> I love the idea of it though, uh, because it's going to incorporate food from all of their food shows, which I feel like are my ultimate guilty pleasure. If there's nothing else on and I need a mind break, you know, it, it'll have uh, a like chef's table, iron chef, some of those baking contest shows. They're going to bring those chefs and, and those people who are on the, the, the drink masters one where they make like fancy cocktails and things like that into the restaurant, you can actually meet them and have a meal that you saw on a, a, a Netflix show. Um, hmm. Again, I don't, I don't know why I love this idea. I would be more starstruck, I think, like meeting someone from Is It Cake, like meeting one of the contestants from Is It Cake <laughs> than I would of like one of, you know, one of their big drama series. I, those people I'm endeared to more. Or, or mm -hmm. one of these, like some some random weirdo, like Eastern European chef who I watched his life story on Chef's Table. It would blow my mind to see one of them in person. I think this is a fantastic idea. Uh, uh, if I was in LA, I'd absolutely make a trip to this pop up shop. Cameron, I know you're you're a fan of some of those shows. I was literally watching Iron Chef on Netflix last night. Um, the uh, I, I just wonder if they're going to like walk around, like interrupt you in the middle of your meal, and just say, "Are you still eating?" Are you still eating? Like, <laughs> yes, and stop judging me. Stop judging me. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you got your third <laughs> round of seconds, and it's like, yeah. are you still eating? <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's, so it's a pop-up. It's a physical restaurant that'll physical just restaurant be for a limited LA. time yeah. in LA. For a limited time, but... Um, you know, it, it it's one of those things where if if it goes well, Netflix has sort of hinted that there could be more of this, and it'll be open That's at the cool. end of the month, June thirtieth, uh, on Fairfax cool. Avenue. If you're in LA, um, but like I said, as a, as a connoisseur of their food content, even though I have no desire to ever get into the food profession, it is there's just something wildly entertaining about watching other people make good food that you'll probably never eat. <laughs> Man, my, that's all me and my wife watch. Really? Literally. Yeah. My wife, you know, she has a catering company, uh, Marshmallow. And when we were in college, I didn't even know this stuff existed. And then she started breaking out Iron Chef. And then uh, what was it? Chopped. Chopped is one of my favorites mm. because they just give that you a basket. Me out. I love it, though. That I, That's a, the best part about it is like, how do you use the ingredient? Yeah, chopped is one of my favorites. I started getting into Ina Garden, like all these different people. Like I, I didn't realize how much of cooking is actually great chemistry. It mm. really is. Like a lot of like baking mm -hmm. and, and all of that, it's timing, the right amount of ingredients, good, good chemistry. So And, and like when, in the barbecue ones, when they talk about what flame will do, you know, yep. like it'll change the com component of the meat and how the meat yep. tastes and, and how you use the flame and stuff like that. It's it's all science. It's, it's cool. I I'm think fascinated it's funny too. with cooking shows is like, you watch so many of them that you really do feel like an expert. So then like I'll watch chopped or something and I'll see someone make a choice and I'm like, Oh, rookie mistake. Like they should not have done that. <laughs> As if I, I barely know my way around my own kitchen. And yet I'm going to tell them like who they, these people have like their own legit restaurant. And I'm like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You big dummy. Like yeah, that's what I love fool. about those shows is it makes me feel like an expert, even though I am not at all. Well, yeah. that's the thing with shop because it is, these are Michelin chefs. Like these are, or chefs that work at Michelin star restaurants, but you only have 30 minutes to make a whole dish. Like right. it's crazy. So yeah, you're right. It's a lot of pressure. And it, it goes to show even no matter how good you are, when you put somebody under that time pressure, 
anybody can crack. So yeah, no, nah, it's, it's dope. I love cooking shows. I love them. You mentioned Michelin um, restaurants. We, F- Florida got Michelin ratings last year. Mm-hmm. And Derek, uh, there are... 20 something in Orlando, but there's mm-hmm. Michelin starred ones, but they have a different category called Bib Gourmand, which mm-hmm. is Michelin level uh, quality and food, mm-hmm. but for an average ticket under $49. So, mm-hmm. you know, Michelin star restaurants are like crazy, yeah. but, but like this Bib Gourmand list around Orlando, Cohen and I love to go try different, you know, restaurants and stuff. So we were literally working our way down that list. We we're trying to go and try all the Bib Gourmand Michelin restaurants in our area. When you're in town next time, I got some spots to take you, man. Some good, let's good get food. It. I know yeah, you're a foodie. So it. I literally am eating some of these Asian restaurants going, man, Derek would like this one. You know, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I, I, I didn't know anything about the Bib Gourmand yep. list. So now I'm about to, because Nashville, like, I mean, I feel like there's another restaurant every hour in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited to go check some of these out. All right, Emily, what do you have? Um, earlier this week, Disney announced a ton of upcoming movies had been delayed by like months and years. Um, so a lot of their Marvel movies that are coming out, a lot of their Star Wars movies that are coming out, and the next three Avatar movies um, have all been pushed back anywhere between like six months to a full year. Uh, and it is honestly just insane seeing these dates like the final avatar movie will come out december 19th 2031 2031 2031 the first one was i think 2009 like derek your kids will be in college when avatar wraps up (laughs) it's insane seeing these because like i look at these years and technically they're less than 10 years away some of them only like two or three years away but they don't look real to me and it just blows my weird, mind that we're trying to like plan this far ahead. The weird thing was they moved the Star Wars stuff back. And so there was already a Star Wars at the end of 2026 and that stayed, but then they bumped other Star Wars into 2026. So it's like there's yeah. no Star Wars for several years and then there's multiple movies in the same year. It makes no yeah. sense to me. Like, anyway. And you know who's you know who's really you know really upset about this Avatar thing moving back? Mm. Mm. Literally nobody. Literally like, oh. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> How do they keep making multiple billions of dollars on these movies? I don't know anybody who's a fan of it yet. Everybody saw it. Exactly, like, it's one of those things no one has any attachment to. Has everyone seen? The, I haven't seen the newest one yet. Has yeah, everyone else it. seen the newest I, yeah, one? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. There's three hours. I know. I need to carve out three hours of my life to watch this. The middle hour is where you get your nap because it's just a bunch of swimming. And so the middle hour, so you're, you're alert for the first hour. It's beautiful though. Like it's some beautiful stuff going on in there. It's just not action. I could watch the new Avatar movie or I could watch two mid 2000s rom-coms in the same amount of time. And Mm -hmm. I personally would rather do the latter. That seems Mm -hmm. more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so the, so uh, do, why why are all the movies getting pushed back? Because it's like every major franchise. Yeah, it's a lot of so um, a small part of it is just production in general. Like it takes a long time to create these worlds and things like that. Um, but a big reason is the ongoing writers' strike. Um, a lot of these mm. productions, you know, they thought they were going to be on a certain schedule by now, and you know, we're about a month into the writers' strike doesn't seem like there's there's still no clear end in sight and so a lot of these companies are just trying their best to 
you know, be proactive and adjust to uh-huh. what might be a few more months of writers. Well, Cause it's not just or, the writers, the producers guild is joining the, going right, to join the right. actors guilds coming up. So I guess they're just anticipating they should, they Hollywood's going to shut down for a while. Sheesh. They should just not worry about the writing portion. Just have like prolonged swimming scene. That's what they did in the second one. And guess what? They nailed it. It worked. I love that. It's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Looked awesome. It was a, it's a great nap time. I'm telling you, it's soothing. There's a lot of blue. I'm with Derek. It was fun to petty. look at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> petty. It was fun to look. I didn't fall asleep. I'm just telling Emily if she wanted to plan or pace herself. If I wanted to plan a nap, I should. Yes. Yeah. Got yes. it. Got petty. It. All right. What do you have, Derek? Um. So... Emily, are you old enough to remember like the other McDonald's characters <laughs> besides Ronald McDonald? I know you're uh, only five years old, but uh, six. I had a birthday recently. Oh, sorry, um, six years old. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember. I you, you're putting me on the spot. I think I remember them, like the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will remember Hamburglar. Uh, I remember the the names are kind of escaping me, but I remember their the look of them. And right. Like, so there was a, cu- there's a couple of them. You got my man Grimace who just has a birthday. He's 52 years old and he doesn't look his age. Right. <laughs> 52 years old, but he also has a video game that's out. So, I, you know, a retro video game that you could play in your browser. So I, that's all I got, man. Grimace, Grimace is a part of my history. First off, he was terrifying. Like, so, you know, he's if, for people that don't know what How's Grimace terrifying? is. terrifying. He's yeah, a big, he's a purple candy corn. A big purple thing with a, he looks like he's on drugs. Like, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I know a, I know a drug user when I see one. And Grimace, <laughs> brother, him, and the Hamburglar was also terrifying as well. I, I well, like, here's like, for real. but at least I feel like Grimace was the one where like the, the marketing agency that was commissioned to, come up with characters like forgot they were going to deliver three, you know, and they had like the hamburger. He's a funny, mm-hmm. you know, cat burglar who steals cheeseburgers and Ronald McDonald. He's a clown that's named after the restaurant chain. He gives French fries to kids. And like, Oh, we got one more. And it's just, it's just a big purple blob. Right. We call grimace with no backstory. Or, I'm about or to no send y'all a picture. And if y'all tell me that this ain't scary, then you know, Hey, it is what it is. I'm tripping. But I'm telling y'all, Grimace was terrifying to me. Like growing up, that man looked looked like he was on some. He was on something, bro, for real. <laughs> so so uh, play this video game because they made it for the Game Boy Color. It's like an old school eight bit, you know, video game. Mm-hmm. But, but they have a free online version. Yeah, yeah, I played play it. I played it on the browser. Did you like it's it? A, no, it's terrible. It's a terrible 1980s what? style game. Dude, play it. You'll see. Especially I if you don't like Grimace. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I played I, it too. I feel like it's a good way if you're like, I got a couple minutes that I just want to like kill doing, like just doing something Grimace. completely mindless. Hey, no, if you hate Grimace, you should Grimace. play it because you can you can kill him repeatedly, like an like a Mario. I didn't realize I didn't realize he's fifty two. You know, I didn't. I never associated Grimace with that boomer energy, but you know, you never know. He's out there <laughs> spreading conspiracies on Facebook, and you know, just doing doing his. His his fifty two check, check your check your text messages and and tell me that that's not the scariest thing you ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Right, what what's the URL where the game is? By the way, we should we should say that if y'all want to uh, go play, I, 
just grimacesbirthday.com. Grimacesbirthday.com. D- Derek, the, the photo you sent us would be about 80% less horrifying if for some reason Grimace, who for people who don't don't know, is just a big purple triangle with eyes and a mouth, and that's it. But for some reason, they gave him a f- a full mouth of human full teeth. Full of teeth, bruh. Human teeth. What is, it, why does he have the teeth? The teeth was the bad because move. He has to eat the hamburgers. How else are you Bro. supposed to eat a hamburger? <laughs> no, he likes milkshakes. Oh, his thing is milkshakes? Terrifying. And the, wasn't there a fry guy too? Like a fry yeah. character? I think, he was just a, I think he was just French fries. Yeah. And, uh, for Grimace's birthday too, in addition to this free video game you can go play, they're also doing a Grimace meal right now at McDonald's with a purple milkshake. So... You know, you drink your ass if you want to. Our childhood, I don't know why we got into animatronics and things like. I don't even like showbiz, Sesame, Chuck you know, Sesame Cheese. Street had some crazy looking characters on that mug too, bro. For mm-hmm. real, like if you keep it real, That's Big Bird, like Big Bird. <laughs> I'm telling you, like yo, that is not supposed to be for children. That's supposed to be like a scary movie, bro. For real. I think Big Bird's supposed to be like seven feet in real life or something like that. Like I'm I think cool. someone did the math or something, and he's he is way too tall. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Louis Giglio joins us. listening to Phil J. The song is Destiny. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Our guest today is Louis Giglio. He's the pastor of Passion City Church in Atlanta, the author of a ton of books, including his latest, Seeing God as a Perfect Father. We sat down with him to discuss how seeing God as our Father changes how we view ourselves and why it's so important to get this right. Here's our conversation with Louis Giglio. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, I'm curious, why did you feel like you needed to write this book right now? Well, it's interesting. Um, You know, this book was released a few years ago under a different title, Not Forsaken. And Emily, it's been a life message for me. As far back as I can remember, I've been teaching around this idea of seeing God as a perfect father. And then eventually we wrote the book and our team decided we would go with the title Not Forsaken. And we released the book, but due to some market conditions that were a little bit outside of our control, the book didn't really go as far as we had hoped. And so we were able to get the book back 
and give it its original title and um, then refresh it. Every page has been touched by me in some way um, and give it a brand new design and re-release it to the world. And honestly, I think the timing couldn't be better because there is such a, an, a loneliness factor in the world right now, such an isolation and such an identity crisis going on in the world right now. And I think all those things are, are mostly those things are all wound up in us understanding how valuable we are to God, how loved we are by God and how uniquely he has crafted and created each one of us and cares for and about each one of us. And so if we can see him as he truly is, uh, the best thing is that we ultimately will see ourselves the way that he sees us. And so I just think it's a great time where people are asking big questions. Who am I? How did I get here? What is my life about? What am I supposed to be doing in life to connect them to the source of their life and to start with that relationship with God? I think, you know, you mentioned how having like a right view of God as our father can change how we see ourselves. And I was wondering, can you unpack that for me a little bit? Like how does having that view of God impact our own lives? Yeah. Someone was saying, you know, it's interesting. Another title or another good truth in the book is seeing God as he is. Um, but then also how powerful would it be if I could see me the way that God sees me? And um, the scripture says that each one of us was made by God and for God. And that simple phrase that Paul wrote, it answers the two big existential questions that humanity is wrestling with. Who am I and why am I here? And to be able to, to write above that the narrative, I, who am I? I'm uniquely created by God. That's who I am. But why am I here? I'm here for God. I was created by Him, but I was also created for Him. And so when I start with that perspective and with that lens, it informs me, A, I'm not random. Um, I'm not an accident. I'm not um, incidental. I am a specifically designed, created, purposed being made in the image of God. And not only that, I have purpose in life. What is it? It's to know the God who made me. And that informs me as to who I am. It gives me value. And then once I have that value, now I know how to view you and how to view other people in life as well. Because I see them now as the same, created, designed, loved, desired, pursued by God, loved by God. And so I think we start with the God who loves us. And that's kind of the way life worked, even with Jesus. You know, Jesus started his public ministry. And as far as we know, he hadn't done a miracle, hadn't given a sermon. We do know he went to get baptized. And when he did, the skies opened and a voice boomed. This is my son whom I love. I am so pleased with him. And, you know, if you're in the audience that day, you're like, what's he done? He hasn't walked on water, hasn't fed 5,000, hasn't healed anybody. What, what, why are you so pleased with him? And God was showing us right there, I'm pleased with him because he's mine. And yes, he has a job to do. Yes, he has a mission to fulfill. But I love him because he's mine. And so Jesus then could move 
out into the mission already accepted by God. So he wasn't doing miracles to be accepted by his father. He was doing all these things because he was already accepted by his father. And I think that's a powerful way to live life, not for acceptance, but from acceptance. And that's the opportunity we have when we know how loved we are by God. we make sure that we do have a right view of the Father and we're not letting our own earthly father sort of impact our view of God? Well, I would probably say, you know, the best way to see God the way He is is to open His Word because it is the autobiography of God. It's God revealed to us through these precious words that really are a story. You know, the scripture is not a bunch of rules and regulations. It's not a bunch of narrative and weird, you know, crazy prophecy. It really is a story from the beginning to the end. And it's a story about God. It's not a story about us. It's not really a story about life. It's a story about Him. And so if we want to know Him as He truly is, open these pages and ask Him to show us who He is. But the most beautiful thing those pages tell us is that Jesus is the exact representation of his nature. And so he went the extra mile. So it's not just the universe around us that's telling us how great he is. It's not just these words on a page. But now here comes this person with human skin, God and man, God in human flesh, God in a body. Why? So that Jesus could make that powerful statement. If you've seen me, You've seen the, and the, the, the is so beautiful. Not the boss, uh, not the CEO, not the creator, not the Lord, not the king, not the master. If you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the Father. And so Jesus' mission, his very nature and the nature of the Trinity, which I, I don't think we can unpack in one podcast, but the very nature of the Trinity shows us the beauty of the relationship of God as Father. But then this relationship that we see playing out with Jesus, our Savior, shows us God as Father. And then Jesus himself his mission is to point us to the Father. And 189 times, we mention it in the book, Jesus refers to God as Father. He refers to God in many ways. But 189 times, more than any other way, He refers to Him as Father. How do you pray? Our Father. And then you just look at these key texts of Jesus and it's Father. And even this one we're talking about, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if someone wants to see God as a perfect Father, open the page of the Scripture, get your eyes locked onto the person of Jesus, let Jesus show you who the Father is, let Him model for you what being in a relationship with that Father looks like, and then ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see you as loved by that same perfect father and you invited into that same think about it oh my gosh this blew my mind you're invited i'm invited into that same relationship with the father that jesus had with the father i'm not going to be the son of god but i am a son of god and i have the same opportunity to have that fellowship that connection that intimacy uh, with god almighty that jesus did That 
That was Louis Giglio. Make sure to check out his new book, Seeing God as a Perfect Father, wherever you get your book. listening to Peter McPoland. The song is Digital Silence. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for Would You Rather, the summer edition. Now, I'm going to give you all some behind-the-scenes context. You guys have heard how AI is coming after jobs. Well, this game, this Would You Rather game was completely written by, by AI. Uh, oh, Emily gave it the prompt and it asked a whole bunch of summer related Would You Rathers. So don't blame the messenger. Oh, this is AI. we are because you gave it the prompts. We blaming you. <laughs> I didn't. Emily did. All right. Here we go. First, Would You Rather. Derek, you're up. Would you rather spend the entire summer wearing a snowsuit or a swimsuit? One AI, you get a little randy. Swimsuit. You would rather go for three months wearing a swimsuit and only a swimsuit. Shorts. That's a swimsuit. It didn't say it had to be a female swimsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or one of the. I would wear one of those old timey onesies that they that I, they wear. I'd wear. Sh- like I'd Coney wear shorts. Yeah. From the twenties. <laughs> and those one of those muscle beach tank tops that are that are red with red stripes yeah. on that joint and some mm-hmm. shorts. I'm in there. All you got you, you might look inappropriate, in but you're not going to be uncomfortable. And that's the right. All right, Emily. Would you rather have a permanent sunburn or a permanent oh. brain freeze? That is actually Taking a dark turn. Um, hey, AI wants our destruction. This is yeah. like it wants us to yeah. suffer. Be, be careful how you answer this, Emily, because if if AI does eventually enslave and torture humanity, it's going to use this knowledge. So pick the sunburn. Yeah, I honestly, I think I'd rather have the sunburn because I feel like with the brain freeze, like I really am frozen. Like I cannot focus on anything else. Maybe with the sunburn. I can just move very slowly. Sunburn's tolerable. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing. Like, what worse degree than are we talking? About a second you can put half. cream on it, yeah, or aloe yeah. or whatever. All right, mm, Jesse, would you bad. rather only be able to drink hot coffee in the summer or only eat ice cream in the winter? I mean, that, that's all I can consume. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's right. You would. All, would you rather only be able to drink hot coffee in the summer or only eat ice cream in the winter? So it's only available those months. Well, I mean. I, I feel like I could sustain myself on ice cream, and that would be a really good excuse. It's like, listen, the AI bot told me all I can eat is ice cream. That I would absolutely choose that. Look, I get a little jittery That's your about, about a day and a half in the summer if I'm just drinking the coffee. Uh, Derek, you're up. Would you rather have the ability to fly 
but only during summer storms, or be able to breathe underwater, but only in heavily chlorinated pools. So do you want to die or do you want to die? <laughs> no, you can breathe underwater and you can fly, but you can only fly in violent summer storms. Like fly, or you can like, only like actually fly. like fly? Yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying the to fly. To fly. In the storms? Whatever, man. Like, as long as I ain't... I mean, long as... I guess I'm an expert at flying, so it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, what what are you going to do under... Like, there's nothing to see under there. chlorinated pool, you just going to go down there and burn your eyeballs out with chlorine. Yeah, it's like, Like, all right, I guess I'll go see if you got any holes in your liner. I got all the time in the world down there. I can (laughs) fully breathe, so... I guess I'll... I'll stall that new pool light for you because... uh, Standard What's the water point? Be a problem. Right. All right, Emily. Would you rather, Emily? Would you rather have to wear flippers everywhere you go during the summer, or a snorkel mask? AI has asking some interesting questions these days. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the snorkel mask. I feel like flippers. I am not the most coordinated person already, so we really shouldn't yeah. put anything on my feet that's going to cause me to trip more than I already do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. All right, Jesse, would you rather attend a barbecue where the only food option is tofu or a beach party where the only activity is knitting? Okay, this is a good one. I like this one. I feel like you're pretty hot at that beach party. It's a, you know, especially nothing but a bunch of, you know, knitted items floating around. Uh, it's, It's pretty hot and sweaty. Uh, I could, I could, I could tangle with some tofu at a barbecue. Why not? I'll go for the tofu barbecue. There you go. All right, Derek, would you rather always have your sunglasses slip down your nose or have your flip-flops constantly flip off your feet? Man, that's some bull. Uh, <laughs> just do the sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Emily, I don't This is This one doesn't seem like it's much of a debate, but uh, AI wants to know, would you rather have to wear a neon pink Hawaiian shirt to every summer event or a penguin costume? Oh, the neon shirt for sure. Yeah, no I mean, question. That sounds pretty no dope. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. do that anyway. Yeah, conversation starter right away. I might go grab me a neon paint shirt right now, yeah, bro, for real. It's like a pretty fun summer to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse, would you rather have every ice cream you eat melt instantly or have every pool you swim in turn into jello? You know, AI's obsession with swimming pools and ice cream is, <laughs> it's not even concerning. It's just, it's very curious. I feel like I every other question. I think it's trying question, to figure out ice cream and swimming pool obsession. I feel like every like other that's question. That's why it's trying to ask. Yeah, weaves in ice cream or swimming pools. I, I, I guess for, for the same, as, as, as a pool owner, it, having the pool turn to jello would be a major hassle. Um, um, <laughs> Clog the. I could deal. I could deal with melted ice cream. I could just drink yeah. it. I guess so. I'll go with the melted ice cream. Yeah. But that would actually be kind of funny, though. I go like you jump in the pool as soon as you jump in that pool. And then you're stuck. Like, <laughs> it'd be cool the first time, I guess. Can you swim in Jello? Actually, might be kind of fun, bro. I go like it's a ball pit of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't choose the breathing underwater at a swimming pool, so I'm like the stapler, a Dwight stapler, all of a sudden just stuck in. Yeah, just frozen. <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, let's see where are we at, Derek. Derek, would you rather have a sunburn that glows in the dark or sweat blue sunscreen? Well, being that I'm black, uh, and we don't really sunburn that often. I'm gonna try the the glow in the dark sunburn so that I could just be normal. 
<laughs> Except you walk around at night glowing. Cool. We wouldn't see it during the day. All right. Cool. I'd be like, I'd be like a superhero or something. Uh, Emily, would you rather always have sand in your picnic food or a seagull constantly stealing your snacks? Sand. Mm. I really hate. I hate birds. I absolutely hate birds. If they eradicated tomorrow, I'd be fine. I know the ecosystem would be in shambles, mm. but I hate birds. So whatever the option is, that's not birds. I'll go with Got that. Sanding your food. All right, Jesse, would you rather have a personal? <laughs> this is so weird. AI is so weird. <laughs> would you rather have a personal fan that blows directly in your face at all times, but makes your hair stick straight up or a personal ice cream truck that follows you around, but only sells flavors you don't like? Again, with the ice cream, um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it, it's very curious about some very specific things involving ice cream. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess the truck followed me around because I, I'm assuming other people would like the flavors. Some people are happy to see an ice cream truck. I'd be curious who's driving this truck. That really come down to that. Like, you know, is this is this autonomous? Is is there just a weird ice cream truck driver that has terrible taste AI in driver. ice cream? Yeah, I guess I'll take the ice cream truck though. All right, Derek, this is so weird. Would you rather have a superpower? This is good for you, superpowers. Would you rather have a superpower that lets you control the temperature of your surroundings, but only in 10 degree increments? Okay. Or the oh, ability so this, to... We're going to call this superpower a thermostat. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But only 10 degree increments. So you go 70, 80, 90, or 100. That's it. 60. Right. So, okay, that or the ability to summon an army of seagulls to do your bidding. Oh, run me to seagulls. <laughs> I need to seagulls tomorrow. <laughs> Emily. And if you send them my way. <laughs> firstly, <laughs> firstly <laughs> send Emily, my love. <laughs> nork, 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 nork. <laughs> the lamest Avenger. The lamest Avenger. All you have is. Seagull, man, man, man. Yeah, specifically seagulls. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Give me the seagulls because if I'm going to have a useless power, I might as well have one that's hilarious. That you know would annoy saying? the heck out of your enemies. Yeah, yeah bro. It's like, hey. Thanos, but he's yeah. going to be mad that there's seagull poop everywhere. You might defeat him because if you just put a bunch of seagulls around him, then like he's distracted and then the Avengers can pull the little thing off his so arm. You, got, you, know you what got man? seagull poop all over the Infinity Gauntlet. Thanks a lot, <laughs> yeah. seagull man. <laughs> all right, Emily. Would you rather yes. have a permanent craving for hot cocoa in the summer? Hmm. Or be unable to sweat. <laughs> oh, wow. I would not want to sweat. But then your body can't cool down. Oh, uh, yeah. You would die of heat stress. I just really hate sweating, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, one of these, one of these is, a, is, a, is a life-threatening medical condition. The other is a mild craving for chocolate cocoa. <laughs> and plus, it doesn't say you can't actually get the cocoa. Like it's like oh I'm craving cocoa. But yeah, the only thing that satisfies your craving is drinking hot cocoa in the summer. I think that would here's be what the, I'll do: I'll be, not sweat, and then I'll get the fan that blows on me constantly and sticks my hair straight up. All right, Jesse, last one. Here we go. Would you rather have a permanent tan line in the shape of a unicorn horn on your forehead, or have your car always smell like melted popsicles? I mean, melted popsicles smell, I'm pretty sure, like regular popsicles, which is a delightful, sugary smell. Strawberry, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can get an air freshener that smells melted popsicles. I'll take that all day long. 
It really is obsessed with popsicles and ice cream. Like, would you rather always have to wear flippers on your hands or have your ice cream cone spontaneously combust after one lick? It, it sounds like it wants to be human really bad just for the ice cream. Like, ice cream in pools. Yeah. Would you rather only be able to swim in a pool filled with melted ice cream or have to wear a swimsuit made entirely of mosquito netting? Like, it's obsessed with pools and ice cream. I really think it is AI, like, wanting to have the human mm. experience and it sees how much people love ice cream so much and it's that it's like, I need to understand why do you love, like, would you love it if it was melted in a pool? Would you love it if you couldn't have your flavor? <laughs> <laughs> and if you had a truck following you at all times? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it's trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's reduced the human experience to various ways to consume ice cream. I'm <laughs> fine with that. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. I'll yeah. take you. That is what it means to be human. Think about the nuance that it has to pick up on to ask this question. Would you rather have your car only play polka music during summer road trips or have your air conditioner only blow hot air? Like, think about the level of understanding of, like, human annoyance and discomfort. Both of those scenarios. Yeah, it gets that aspect of being a human, but not <gasps> ice cream. We like our AC cold and our summer road trips not... To contain polka music. Can I at least roll my windows down? I don't know. Mm, mm, mm. Ask boxing. AI. Ask ChatGBT. You can play <laughs> T Swift and Harry Styles or whatever you want, but it's good. You're, you're and, and you remember, it, Emily. You no longer have the ability to sweat, so I suggest you take good the point. polka music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for. Uh, would you rather summer edition? If you want to play along at home, just ask ChatGPT to make you a would you rather scenario game. That's really cool. Okay. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Louis Giglio for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new book, Seeing God as a Perfect Father, today. Also, a couple of a couple of updates before we sign off. Um, I mentioned in passing, I shouldn't have, that next week the summer issue of Relevance coming out, and we will tell you more about that on next on the next episode. But uh, if you haven't signed up yet for Relevant Plus, it is the best way to experience our content, including a gorgeously designed, enhanced digital magazine. You also get ad-free unlimited viewing at relevantmagazine.com. You get an ad-free version of this podcast an exclusive subscriber podcast each week as well. And plans start as low as just $250 a month. Um, there you go. If you don't want ads, you want unlimited and a beautiful digital magazine experience, check out Relevant Plus. All the info is right there at relevantmagazine.com. Also, make sure to follow us on all the socials. We're posting every day on Twitter, at Relevant, um, on Instagram, on Facebook, all of our content. You don't want to miss a thing. Or if you aren't a social media person, you can go over to our homepage and sign up for our daily newsletter where we send you our top five trending stories to your inbox each weekday morning. It's a great way to stay in the loop. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. 
And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I never associated Grimace with that boomer energy. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.